0: Why don't we give the Lord a shout and a hand clap of praise in his house this morning. He's so good. 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 good. Before you're seated, just look at your neighbor and say, I love you. You look beautiful. Merry Christmas. Yeah. Paige is here today. Come here, Paige. Come here, Peyton. Come here, Peyton. Come here. Peyton. Come, here. Come, here Peyton. Come here, Peyton. Come here. Come here. Listen, I don't know if y'all heard anybody else sing, but Peyton loves to sing and make a joyful noise to the Lord. Come here, baby girl. Come here. I just want you to know how precious you are. And I love your heart for Jesus. And I love how you sing with all your heart. And Jesus loves it too. Amen? Amen. Hey, hey can I get you to help me do something? My pulpit's upside down. I don't know, put it that way. It was like this Alejandra must have helped you today. I was like, why is my iPad sliding off the pulpit? Where's the lip at? Hey, can we laugh at that? Come on, let's have a big laugh this morning, all right. Praise God. Well, my first line of my message today is joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let us receive our King. I want you to just take a minute this morning. And not let that just be a Christmas song, but I want you to receive him this morning. I want you to invite him into your heart. You say, well, Pastor, I've been a believer for many years. I want us to continue to invite. I want an invitation to him. And to his, to, as we worship today, we're saying, come, Lord, come, come. He loves our worship. And he longs to be with us. But let's, let's give him an invitation, not just into this room, but into our hearts. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. I want to receive you. Not just someone who cleans up my mess, but as my king. Not who's someone who just fixes my mistakes, but someone who is my king. Someone who rules over my life. More than just a manger story, a king of my heart and wonders of his love let's receive his love this morning he loves us with such an amazing love a love that we should never take for granted a love that we can never comprehend but a love that is faithful a love that is enduring a love that is patient a love that is kind the wonders of his love began before the world was even framed. Before before there was ever a world that we live in, before we ever entered into this world, his love for us began. And when we think about God in eternity, we think about his perfection and his existence without need of anything, but there was something missing in his heart. There was something missing, and he said, Hey, we got all of this, but there's something missing. And so he reached down in the ground, and he created man, and he breathed in him the breath of life, and into his nostrils man became a living being. He became a living being. God loved Adam with such an intense love. But you know what he did with Adam? The same thing he does with us. He gave him choice. A choice to love him, not out of obligation, not out of manipulation, but out of free will. You have a gift inside of you today. It's called a will. It's the will to choose him. It's the will to love. It's the will to walk with him. It's the will to receive him. It's your choice. He doesn't doesn't hold us hostage. Even though he created us and he gifted us and he blessed us, he doesn't hold us hostage to his love. He gives us a will. And I think that's a beautiful thing that I get to choose him. I get to choose him. Oh, how wonderful is his love. How wonderful is his love for us. And when Adam and Eve sinned, This amazing grace of God's love killed an animal and clothed them and covered their shame and covered their guilt, covered their pain. He reached beyond the faults and failures and disappointments of his own, and he found a way to show his love. How many times in our life has our Father found a way to cover us and to put his arms around us? Oh, when we've walked astray and we've did things we shouldn't have done. Or we've made wrong choices. He didn't kill us. He didn't exile us. He didn't turn us away. But he found a way to come and show us his love. To put his arms around us. To clothe us. To cover our shame. To cover our pain. His grace is amazing. His grace is amazing. Romans 5 tells us this. And this free-flowing gift imparts to us much more than what was given to us through the one who sinned. Because, for because of one's transgressions, we're all faced with death sentence with a verdict of guilty. But this gracious gift leaves us free from many from our many failures and brings us into perfect righteousness with God acquitted with the words not guilty not guilty, yeah. not, guilty. not guilty not guilty not not because i didn't deserve it not because i didn't do wrong but because his love went beyond my failures and his grace went beyond my brokenness and he found a way to love me and to cover me. Oh, the wonders of his love. So from the beginning of time, he loved us with this kind of love that cannot be understood by our human thinking. As long as I've been preaching the gospel 30-something years now, I still, Ricky, I still can't figure out how he loves us this way. I've preached the message of love uh, probably more than any message I've ever preached, and I still feel like i come short. Because my little mind, my little small peanut brain cannot comprehend this kind of love, especially when I look at my own life. When I look at my own brokenness, when I look at my own situations in life, and I've watched over and over and time and time again, His love and His mercy come rushing in to save me. How could someone love with this kind of love? Because it's not what I deserve, but His grace is amazing. We know this passage of Scripture like we know our name. John 3.16 says, For this is how much God loved the world, that he gave his only unique son, his only begotten son, as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish but experience everlasting life. And this is my favorite part. And God did not send his son into the world to judge and condemn the world, but to be its savior and rescue it. How many has been rescued this morning by the love of God? How many times have you been rescued by the love of God? And he's good, and he's wonderful, and he's good all the time, and his love never fails. He's the very essence, the beauty of love. He's the picture of love. If you want to know how to love, just follow, just be like Jesus. Just be like Jesus. His love planned to prepare the way for the appointed time that the baby would be born in a stable in Bethlehem. And his name would be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So many times in the Bible, we we read about how much God loves and how he thinks about us. But Psalms 40 says, Oh, the Lord, our God, no one can compare with you. Such wonderful works and miracles are, you, are all found with you. And you think of us all the time with your countless expressions of love far exceeding our expectations. Far exceeding our expectations. God loved us beyond words And he does not just love us as a group of people. But this morning in this this room filled with people, I want you to take for just a moment. He not just loves us as a group of people, but he loves us as an individual. There's something special about when someone that you've not known very long and you bump into them and they say, Hey, Angela, it's good to see you today. And they call your name. And you go, Oh. They remembered my name. They they didn't just remember my face. You're one person that I've met before. But but April. And he says, oh, you've remembered my name. And every day the Lord remembers your name. And every day our Savior is interceding for you. And he's loving you. And he's calling your name. He hasn't forgot you. You're just not someone in the crowd, but you're someone that's very dear to his heart. And his love is so so big that we can't even put our little minds around it. But yet we can feel it and we know when he's there. We can sense that. Because we're his children. And I've said this so many times, but I want to say it again. In a few days, I'll be going to my parents' house. And when I get to my dad's house, you know, I just prop my feet up on the table, on the, not on the table, on the, on the chair there, on the, what you call it, recliner. I eat out of his refrigerator. I get in his car and drive it when I need to. Probably before I leave, I'll raid his freezer and get me some sausage and some other things that I want to bring home with me. Always take a nice chest to dads. Because I know that everything that he has is okay for me to have. And our Father's love is the same way. Everything that he has, and he says, come, just come. Everything that I have, I, I want you to have. You can have it. You can have it. I tease my dad because he's older now and my brother's not there and I'm not there. And he always blamed us for losing his tools. And so now he still loses his tools, but he don't have anybody to blame. <laughs> but it was easy to blame us because we had access to his tools. We could use them anytime we wanted. Right? There's a lot the Lord has for you, and you just he just wants you to come and, and partake and enjoy the buffet of his goodness. Isaiah 49. But how could I love a loving mother forget a nursing child and not deeply love the one she bore? Even if there is a mother who forgets her child, I could never, no, never forget you. Can't you see... I've carved your name on the palm of my hand and your walls will always be my concern. I got you. I got you. I got you. Oh, how he loves us. No matter what your year's been like this year, maybe it's not been the best year. Maybe it's been the best. Maybe it's been the greatest year of your life. No matter the ups or the downs, the high points or the lows, there's one thing you could be assured of, his love has not changed. His love does not change with time. His love does not change with situations. His love does not change. His love is faithful. And so we can find something to be joyful about. Michelle preached so well last Sunday the, about the joy. We, we got so much to be joyful about. Don't get hung up on the, on the lows. Always look to the goodness of God and be joyful because he is good and he is good all the time. And Jesus came as a light that would shine in the darkness and th- through him the world was transformed and the multitudes followed him, and everywhere he went, there were miracles. Everywhere he went, there were miracles done, and lives were changed, and, and his love rocked the world. And Angela was speaking earlier today about he came into a world that was dark, had not heard from God. And we think about our time that we live and how we look around and we see all the stuff in the media and how bad life is, but, but this this. When he came to the world, this world was not just dark. It, had not, it was a silence on the land. There was no voice of God whatsoever. He didn't come when it was a high point and everybody was praising the king. He came when it was at its lowest and he brought the light that shined in the darkness and that light transformed and changed the world. And he is the light of our lives. And we have become his children. But with that light, we have been given a mandate that we should not put that light under a bushel or hide it in a dark place, but we should let our light shine. Yeah, and I don't know about how much money you have or don't have. I don't know how, how uh, blessed or you are, but there's one thing that you can give that's been paid a price for. He's already paid the price for this love. He's already paid the price for salvation. He's already paid the, paid the price for these miracles. And he put this light into you and, and the price has already been paid and it's for you to give away. And the most wonderful thing we can give in this time of the year is not that gift that's so hard to find for that person who has everything. Come on, have you ever shopped for somebody who has everything? My, my wife always says, I don't like shopping for Marvin because if he wants something, he goes and buys it. So I hope I get a belt for Christmas because I didn't buy one for my birthday and nobody got me a belt and I asked for Christmas. So we're going to see. I held out to see if I get a belt. I need a belt. So we're going to find out if that's the case. I mean, it's a $10 belt. Come on, somebody. I'm not talking about somebody here. I'm talking about somebody here. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Even a college student can afford a $10 belt is what I'm saying. But have you ever shopped for that person that's so hard to buy for? They're so difficult to buy for. And you look and you look and you end up buying something probably cheesy because you can't think of nothing else. So you end up buying them a, a, a Christmas tie that they never wear. But listen, we have a gift to give away that you can't purchase with money. We have a gift that, gives, that you give away that keeps on giving. If I give it away and I, I share it with someone, guess what? They have now the ability to keep on sharing it. I think it's the eternal gift that keeps on giving. So it's our responsibility not to hide our light, but to let our light shine. I'm going to light this somewhere. You don't have to light yours yet. When I was a kid growing up in church, we would sing a little song that said, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Can we turn bring the lights down a little bit? This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. But you know what my favorite part was? Don't let Satan blow it out. Do you all remember singing that? We'd say, don't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. Sometimes the enemy comes into our life and he wants to blow out the light that God has given us. You know why he wants to blow out the light? Because here's the deal Tim, he doesn't care how many often we come to church, he doesn't care how often we, how much money we give in the offering. He doesn't care about those things as much as he cares about our light shining. Because we can go through the whole thing of church and walk out these doors and merge ourselves into the world around us and never let our light shine. And so the gift that's above every other gift gets blown out. Here's what I want to encourage you to do this year. I want to encourage you that this gift of love that God has put in your heart, this gift of grace that God has put in your heart, this gift of compassion. Michelle said last week, you know when you're driving down the road and that car pulls out in front of you? I was going to let them in anyway. That's usually not what I think. (laughs) But I want to have more compassion. I want to have more love for people. Matthew 5 tells us this. Your lives light up the world. Let others see your light from a distance. For how could you hide a city that stands upon a hilltop? And who would light a lamp and then hide it in an obscure place? Instead, it's a place where everyone in the house can benefit from its light. So don't hide your light. Let it shine brightly before others. So that the commendable things you do will shine as your light upon them. And then they will give their praise to the Father in heaven. Not because of you, but because of him. It's real simple. I just want to pass it on a little bit. I just want to share it. Here's a little light. Here's a light for you, one for you, just pass it on, just pass it on. As we light our candles to commemorate the birth of Jesus and his love for us. Let it also remind us of our responsibility. Not only are we loved, but we should love. Can you stand with me this morning?